winter is coming. You're listening to The Watchers of Westeros. I am the king! A Game of Thrones podcast. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Fire cannot kill a dragon. Lion doesn't concern himself with the opinions of a sheep. I've also heard the phrase, a Lannister always pays his debt. For the night is dark and full of terror. What good is power if you cannot protect the ones you love? We can avenge them. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Watchers of Westeros, a Game of Thrones podcast. We're back to discuss the second trailer for season seven, the second last season of Game of Thrones. And boy, oh boy, what a trailer it was. Lots of good stuff in there to talk about. And I I mean, I think this is what we're going to talk. Definitely a, a highlight of the trailer for me. That music again, that music from last season's finale. I think they used it perfectly in this trailer and uh some pretty cool visuals as well so we'll get into all of that and more here on the watchers of westeros but first introductions are in order if you're new to the show or you've forgotten who we are that can happen my name is dominic and joining me as he always does the one and only kieran duggan hello hello yes kieran is here just like winter is here on game of thrones <laughs> that was the most <laughs> dodgy tenuous link i could make but we're gonna stick with it um you've committed nice you have to, to go you have to go with it you've committed i have to go with it it's committed i'm gonna stick with it because this ain't gonna be edited out i know that much nope. but it's this it's great it's great to be back and and talking about game of thrones i don't know about you dominic but i'm really feeling the hype i've started oh. over the last couple of days in particular probably the last week actually listening to the game of thrones soundtrack and i think like you said this trailer that we're going to talk about the music in it really oh, i think it's it made me remember all the great music we heard from last season and i've mm-hmm. sort of been listening to season six music season five and now i'm getting ready i'm getting prepped and ready to start watching episodes from season six i think that's the final piece of the jigsaw now just to really put 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 you in the right right frame of mind so that's my advice to everybody who's listening if you if you if you get aching now it's a couple of weeks or three weeks away watch previous episodes because it will really then remind you of the story because i can still i know it'll be bits i forget mm-hmm. but that's there you go have yeah. that public service announcement <laughs> yeah. what about you dominic are I, you feeling the excitement feeling yeah. the hype yeah, well, I've been been missing the show because this is when it would usually be on. Like I, I, I got in. My, you know how Facebook gives you those like this is what you were doing this time last year, so which that you were doing this time three years ago, sort of things. Mm-hmm. So I saw, uh, you know, this on this day as we're recording this uh, last year, I had uh, left for my my big trip to the UK, and I remember that th- that was the same weekend that the finale aired. And so it's been weird to go through this whole sort of span where we're used to for the last uh, so many years having had the show on the air at this specific time to all of a sudden now 
it feels like the season should be over and and yet it, it's just beginning you know we're still uh, we still haven't even seen the first episode we're still just watching trailers and trying to figure out what it all means and yeah so I, I'm ready for this season I've been ready for this season for a while I think it's 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 time to time to get going so let's uh let's start if you've forgotten the trailer you should watch it again but here's the audio just in case don't fight in the north or the south fight every battle everywhere always in your mind centuries our families fought together against their common enemy despite their differences together we need to do the same if we're going to survive because the enemy is real it's always been real snows fall and the white winds blow the lone wolf dies but the pack survives and like you said winter is here july 16th we're almost there almost there so let's get into this trailer and i'll throw this to you first kieran overall what did you think of the trailer and and what stood out to you most like what one thing stood out to you most that's a very good question overall i think this trailer was in its in in a way better than the previous one The, the previous trailer that we've seen or the previous two really sort of setting it all up really let, reminding everybody who hasn't watched Game of Thrones for a while who the main players are and what's really going to be who, where everyone sort of stood at the beginning of season seven. Whereas this trailer was far more action packed, and I think it just revealed to us that this season is going to be action packed. You know, mm-hmm. you've got that that feeling with the the way the music works with the visuals. You've got fights going on um the battle sequences already in this trailer look incredible and there are a nice couple of surprises as well like uh beric dondarian turning back yeah coming back i should say Mm -hmm. that was a great moment and many people as as we're stuck oh it's a great shot and i think many people like us who are 
Star Wars fans, many people said it was Star Wars esque almost <laughs> with the really way it is. Was. Like, like it was igniting the blade. It was I like, actually thought it looked very Qui Gon. I, I, I was, I was going to say he's, he's like he's like Ray in the in the forests of uh, Star Killer Base <laughs> with all the Ooh. snow around it and just the way it the flame shoots up like that and the pose he's holding it. Uh, it doesn't look much like Daisy Ridley though. That's the one difference. Um, but yeah, no, definitely a very Star Warsy shot yeah i think what struck me most about this trailer is like i feel like the reason they had to cut down the number of episodes this season is because they increased the pyrotechnics uh budget by so much there's so much fire in this trailer there's a lot of ice there's a lot of ice too which makes sense for you know a song of ice and fire but it, it really sort of struck me how many things seem to be burning in different places and 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 really some really shocking moments. One the moment that sort of stands out to me, well, there's two moments, and it, there's you know there's John and the crew out uh, beyond the wall as they're as we saw in the previous trailer as they're sort of you know forming that little circle, and and we see in another shot a long shot that they're just surrounded by whites and that the you know the 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 walkers are really coming for them. The others, it's 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 pretty crazy. Um, and then the other shot is is Jamie Lannister riding through that burning field, like where there's clearly mm. been a huge battle, which we may have seen some of in this trailer, and him just on a on a horse riding through again the burning remains of this battle, and it's it's a very striking image. It makes you wonder where is he going? What is he doing? Well, here's a question because. Maybe you can easily refute this for me, but some people have questioned whether the moment that you're talking about with Jamie on horseback riding, is that in the present or in the past? Hmm. Is that is that a battle that we that Jamie was involved in during the rebellion period under Robert Baratheon? Um or or is it something that we're seeing now, likely with Targaryen forces? Because I don't, it's a difficult one to say. Because really, for the rest of the the, the trailers, he's he's been in King's Landing, mm-hmm. and he's been by Cersei's side. Um, whereas in this particular sequence, we see you, you've described he's out in the battlefield, fire blazing everywhere. It's very unclear as to where he is. Yeah, I, I what, do you, what do you think? I hadn't considered the idea of him being in the past, of it being some sort of flashback. Um, but I, I always sort of thought, well, wasn't Jamie? Jamie was by the Mad King's side during most of Robert's rebellion, wasn't he? Because that's how he yeah. was able to, you know, stabby stab and uh, save the realm, and yet somehow still be ostracized by society. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I think that's that's definitely in the present. I think we are going to see Jamie Lannister out on the battlefield, uh, leading the charge against presumably um daenerys targaryen i i would like to put this theory forward that he is charging like that because he sees Tyrion. Ooh, the brothers Ooh, re- reunion yeah we talk a lot about stark uh sibling reunions what about some lannister sibling reunions that could be interesting. I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm watching it here, sort of, just before you see him, um, you know, well, you see his face, I should say, 
but there's fire around him. So yeah. I, the way that looks, it looks like dragons. So it, it could be that he's running away from dragons. But I like your theory that he's because because he, he looks so he looks like he's charging. Yeah, he looks like he's charging yeah. at something. Yeah, yeah, and he looks like he's he's ready to attack. He's mm-hmm. not looking like like. Oh crap! There's a dragon behind me. I'm gonna absolutely <laughs> yeah, take it. Yeah, he's looking or I'm forward. Attack it. Yeah, he's looking forward, he's not over his that. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, but it raises the question. Like that—that's not a reunion we've seen, uh, or, or that's really been talked about. But what what would happen if we saw some of these Lannisters reunited? Obviously, Cersei hates Tyrion, and Jamie says. He hates Tyrion, but he Cersei always hated Tyrion, whereas Jamie always liked Tyrion. Here, it, it seems like there may be a little bit of, uh, you know, could he, could he still maintain some fondness for his uh, his brother? Um, he might do if he turns against Cersei. Yeah, that's that's that for me is how the dynamics are going to shift mm-hmm. in the relationships here. Is that Cersei and Jamie. Uh, Jamie, I think, still has his reservations, but for the most part, they're pretty tight knit. And mm-hmm. I think with Cersei's tyranny and her rule in King's Landing, well, to Jamie, it will seem mad king esque. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then when he meets Tyrion, he may have that initial burst of fury and rage, but then when they meet up, it will be like Tyrion, hopefully knocking Jamie to his senses and saying, look, what the hell are you doing? Look yeah. what has happened since Cersei's taken a rule. Don't know, but I like your theory mm-hmm. uh, I, I find with him it, meeting Tyrion. Mm-hmm. I, I find it kind of interesting, and this is something we've talked about a little bit in the past, past but we've never really put in these terms. But it, it's kind of interesting that the the, the, the like current generation of Starks are all gone, meaning Ned and Catelyn. And yet their children still live, although, you know, John being potentially something else. But that still leads to the current, quote unquote, generation um, being uh, being all being all gone. Whereas with the Lannisters, the next generation are all dead. You know, the, the mm. Joffrey's dead. Tommen's dead. Um, what's her face? Marcella's dead. Uh, they're all dead, whereas the Stark children are all alive. Well some of them are alive a couple of them are dead um but it's it's kind of an interesting uh an interesting uh sort of breakdown of of how the series has progressed for these two families it's sort of like Mm. you know the the lannisters are definitely in control now but they're not set up to really ever be in control again whereas the starks really it's becoming clear that um the the Lannister way is the way of the past, and the Starks maybe mm. are of the future. Maybe maybe Stark yeah. Targaryen. Well, so, well, so is the Targaryens. Mm-hmm. That's that's it as well. Danny yeah. is just the embodiment of that. Okay, there are any other descendants, but she's uh, that breath of fresh air. She's mm-hmm. part of the new generation still, and she has been subjected by the old god. Uh, to have to do her, do their bidding, as we saw in season one with her relationship with Viserys, mm-hmm. he was very much of that ilk, in my opinion, of you know, do it my way or else, 
you know, it's, you're going to be chained up here or doing whatever. That's yeah. why they're going to be being killed. It's, it's kind of She's interesting. over to new ideas. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of interesting that, like, Tywin Lannister, his whole thing was all about, you know, preserving the family name and keeping the family bloodline going. And yet it was his actions, in a way, that killed his bloodline. Whereas Ned Stark and 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 Catelyn Stark and and they were not, they didn't seem to care about that so much. They cared about family, in the more uh, modern sense, like let's all love each other and be happy. It, it, again, except Jon Snow. <laughs> except Jon Snow, he's kind of on on his own. There's 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 the Starks and then there's Jon. That's kind of what we learned in season one, um, and as we learned last season for good reason. Um, but. Uh, well, maybe not good reason for a reason, uh, but you know, Tywin he had this more medieval view of family. Of mm. it's it's a name. This is our legacy. This is what we're passing on. It doesn't matter who the people are. It's just um, as long as the name survives and is a powerful name. Whereas, yeah, again, the Starks were more about raising good people, and because of that, yeah, Tywin rose to a lot of power during his lifetime. But this is the end of the, the as far as the show is concerned, I'm sure in the books it's, it'll be different. But as far as the show is concerned, this is the end of the the Lannister name. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't seem likely that Cersei will get out of this season and doesn't look likely that that um, that Jamie will get out of the season. Only really Tyrion seems he could keep it going, perhaps. And which would be the ultimate. But the only way he's which... going to do that is to is to distance himself from his family. Exactly, right? and that's the ultimate irony, right? Is, you know, uh, Tywin never wanted Tyrion to keep the family name going. It, it, you know, Tyrion wanted all of these, you know, these sort of Lannister things, and Tywin never wanted to give him them, and. Uh, and yet Tyrion's probably the only Lannister who's going to survive and the only one who's capable of, of keeping the name going, which, you know, Tywin Lannister, I'm sure, is rolling in his grave as he realizes that. <laughs> well, tough luck. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, had, I had another point with it with this trailer. You were talking about shots that you thought were really striking. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is the beginning one, actually, with Sansa. Yeah, and, that and shot the, goes and, on and, and, a long time. <laughs> that's a, well, that's a, you know, it's you almost know 20 seconds of just Sophie Turner walking, and, yeah. which is, but, which is very rare in, in film and TV these days to have a, have a shot that lasts that long. There's so yeah. much editing. But sorry, well, do particularly, in, particularly in a trailer. Oh, yeah. Um, it's quite shocking. But you know what it reminded me of? And, and maybe this is the, this message is also put with the words behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminded me of um, in uh, the season six episode by Battle of the Bastards at the end when Sansa walked mm-hmm. away from Ramsay Bolton. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember that final shot in that. And the way that this is shot here, you have that little inkling that this could be the moment that she killed Littlefinger. I don't know if she, I don't know if I'm going to say she killed him because I'm trying to watch. I'm watching the scene over and over again. I'm trying to see if you can yeah. see anything. She over. looks back though. Something. I'm trying to see if yeah, you if can you can see, see anything over her shoulder, and it kind of looks like there's somebody back there, and she's and, and this person person is standing, and so maybe 
this is either meant to be her symbolically turning on Littlefinger, but like you said, she does look back. She does glance back. So she does maybe have some lingering questions. Well, there's the other there's the other possibility that this could be Jon Snow in mm, the background. Yeah, yeah. She could be turning and, on Jon. Although I, yeah. based on what she says at the end of the trailer, I, I highly doubt that, you know, the, yeah. the, well, the no, lone wolf, the perfect. lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. I, you know, unless, yeah. unless she thinks John is going to do something to endanger, uh, the family or the Starks, um, then maybe she would turn on him. But it, it's, it seems like we're past that point. You know, once John got stabbed for doing that, once he got, since he got killed for doing that i feel like that's a plot point that like to revisit that would just be the show kind of spinning its wheels i, I feel like we've oh, no, seen I'm that not, this i'm is not happening. suggesting that at mm-hmm. all that she's going there to kill him no not I, not, not, ki- not even kill him no, not even kill him just that idea of because the reason john got stabbed was that the other the, those other night's watchmen they didn't understand what he was doing you know he was trying to he was trying to, um, you know, save the wildlings from the walkers, the white walkers. And, uh, and but they didn't get that. They thought he was endangering them by saving the wildlings. And so that's why he stat- they, they stabbed him. And so to have, if, if Sansa were to think something along those lines, like you don't actually have the best interests, our best interests in mind. And that's why I'm going to turn on you, not necessarily and kill him, just... I'm going to go work with uh, Littlefinger instead. I feel like that would be but kind of a repetitive reason to do that. It's true, which which would make me then, because uh, I agree with that point, maybe question what exactly is going on with this meeting with whoever it is. You know, we're mm-hmm. not if if it's a meeting with John, could it be one of those situations where they sort of make a pact? You know. Um, but they know that perhaps somebody's watching, so they make it look like they're having an argument. That, for me, is how I think a lot of this will pan out, which is that John will go. This trailer demonstrates that as much. He's, he's in the north. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's beyond. It looks like he's gone part beyond the wall. Yeah. If that's the case, which it is, <laughs> then I would assume that there is going to be some fallout between him and Sansa but I'm just questioning how much of it is actually going to be legitimate falling out mm-hmm. or whether it's just a pretense because they know that Littlefinger's lurking in the shadows. And the thing that's working with Littlefinger is that he has the uh, the veil forces. If he, on his own, I don't really you're thinking, well, why are they making such a big fuss of it? But he is still a powerful player. He's yeah. got powerful friends well, in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always... Yeah, that's, they do want him on side still. Mm-hmm. That's And that's his his thing that's how he does things right like he he tells the story of uh you know he he learned that he couldn't fight the same way that the starks could you know he wasn't he wasn't that kind of physical person and so he had to come up with other ways to fight and for him that's power and controlling people and you know take away the yeah take away the knights of the veil and there's nothing particularly scary about littlefinger but he does he does control this massive force that really is, is the only reason the the Jon Snow and the, the, the North survived the Boltons. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that Battle of the Bastards was they were going to lose. They they had lost, essentially. And then the mm-hmm. Knights of the Vale came in and 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 won the day. And so if there is going to be any sort of falling out between 
John and Sansa. I would rather it be over John's, um, shall we say, foolish decisions at the at the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair. That would be fair. And also talk about the trailer as a whole here. That, did you find it interesting that it was only the voices of John, Sansa, and Littlefinger that we heard in this trailer? Is that supposed mm-hmm. to tell us something? Was that all part of the same conversation, <laughs> What the lines that they said? Yeah. Or do you think they were just flashpoints, really? We yeah, we haven't I, heard. I, thought, I, I think it was just flashpoints, because we haven't heard from many characters this season in the trailers. We heard from Cersei last season, last trailer. We heard from Davos last trailer. And we may have heard from Littlefinger or or John as well, um, mm. but not many people. So I, I, I think it's more just it, it's weird. I feel like this trailer felt felt more like a teaser trailer than the last one did, because it was just it, the focus was more on the imagery and, and just sort yeah. of getting you psyched up for the imagery. Whereas the last trailer, you know, we had Cersei going, you know, we have enemies here, we have enemies there, we have enemies everywhere. Um, it, it was more about this is what's going on. Remember this. Uh, whereas this trailer was more like Jon Snow fighting beyond the wall, explosions, fire, Jamie riding his horse and Sansa walking away slowly. You know, like it was was much more uh, much more focused on on showing the action of this season. And, and yeah, you know, pairing it with that score from last season's finale just you know, yeah. made it even well, better. Well, here, here's a question for you, Dominic, that relates to this trailer, because we could talk about a lot of the stuff that we've seen, just sort of different images of stuff we've seen like Daenerys at Dragonstone, mm-hmm. which yeah, some of that imagery was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think she like well, takes down it, yeah. the, the the banner, the flag, Stannis's mm-hmm. flag, mm-hmm. the stag. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's symbolic in itself. <laughs> um, but what about new things that you saw in this trailer? What what, what stood out to you in um, terms of new footage that we've seen from perhaps different characters that we hadn't seen before? I well. I, 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 what, a shot that really stands out to me is the, the like army of, of ravens <laughs> or crows mm-hmm. flying. Like it's, it's a, that, that's quite a shot. That's, that's like, there's so many of them. And you notice that the one's eye is, is white. Like it's being like, like Bran is, is uh, um, controlling it. Mm-hmm. And, and then you see the Night King. Yeah, you see turn. the, mm-hmm. and, you and, can sense him. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, Bran's got that mark, isn't he? He's well, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Is is does that allow the Night King to get through the wall? Because Bran does seem to be back in the Winterfell Godswoods, and he's got it. He's got a wheelchair now. <laughs> he's finally. <laughs> they kind of realized that the actor had gotten so big. It's like we can't really have people carrying him around anymore. <laughs> we kind of need him. Kind of got to give him something else. Because you know, it worked when he was when he was twelve, but now eh, not so much. Um, but yeah, I, I want to know what's up with all those ravens. Is there a, bit of a giveaway? Do you think in the trailer what that he's I'm going back to Winterfell? No, I don't think so. I, I I would I never I never expected him to not pass through the wall. No, I always thought you know we always figured he would eventually get there. It's just you know it took him half a season or so to, to, to do it. Yeah, that's um, even though, you know, it took him forever just to get to the, to the three eyed Raven. But yeah, I want to know what all those Ravens are up to. I, I, I wonder if that has something to do with the, the battle that seems to be going on beyond the wall with John and um, Barrack and the hound. And presumably is, 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 and we think we see Tormund out there. 
We don't see. Do we see Davos? Yeah. Do we see Davos out there? I don't think so. Well, we see um, Brienne and Podrick up at the wall. We do. We, as well? Yeah, it would be cool. If, it would be great. If, it would be great if Brienne was with them. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, the other well, I have the other a hesitation person... of whether she's going to come back with Bran, but yeah. we'll see. Well, the, the other thing that people are are wondering, the other person people are wondering might be uh, w- with them is uh, Gendry. Like mm. Gendry might show up yes. again, seeing as he's been rowing for for three seasons now, just disappeared. Can I just say how long he's been rowing is is quite startling. When I think you look at another part of this trailer, which we could also talk about, which is ships approaching King's Landing, and mm. um, all I'm going to say is that I think if these are the ships, I think they are, then they've arrived pretty quickly. If Gendry's still rowing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he well, must have got lost. Well, that's that's always been one of the weirder sort of like just like dropped plot points from the show is that because he was he was a big deal in the first three seasons. He was in most of the episodes, and then yeah. he just disappeared. <laughs> and you know he wasn't in season four, he wasn't in season five, but a lot of things weren't in season five. And then season six, a lot of those things that weren't in season five came back because they, you know, were trying to stall so that uh, George R. R. Martin could finish his book. Um, and then, but the Gendry was the only one who just never, never came back. So it'll be interesting to see how they yeah. handle that if they if they even address it he could just be you just show up one day and be like hey yeah i've been here the whole time <laughs> just yeah. been one of the one of the the men of the night's watch and nobody noticed um but that yeah that would be cool well, yeah i think that's a fair point you made actually with the um the george R. R. martin stuff sort of relating to the fact that we haven't seen much of gendry now we, we for some reason he sort of disappeared and that is, if you compared season five to season six and now season seven, season five, like you said, was definitely holding it back. Season six was the start of that, spreading the wings. And by the end of the season, they definitely did. Season seven looks like they're going all out. And, it, and, and it, I think it shows that having that freedom without having to be concerned about the source mm-hmm. that you're, you're, you're referencing from, yeah. because you can just do your own thing. I think it makes uh, the producers and the director's job just much easier. And I think that this season is really going to pay off yeah. with that. Um, but there will still be um, some storylines that were in the book that will be used in the show, namely the Greyjoys. That's another new thing we haven't seen as much of. And I sort of forgot, if I'm being honest, until this trailer came about, that we can't, we have got Euron Greyjoy who's still <laughs> out on about. Yeah, he's a thing. Um, <laughs> East other thing, but the ships I was referring to, I don't know if you thought this as well. It looks like these will be Greyjoys. You're on Greyjoys ships going to King's Landing, and he's going to forge an alliance with Queen Cersei. Yeah, Do you think that's a big possibility? Oh, I think that's almost a, a definite at this point. Like, in some way or another, he's going to be he's going to be a major obstacle for. Danny, you know, it seems like Danny's just going to kind of show up at Dragonstone and nobody's going to really try and stop her from taking that because Stannis has been gone. And then and and, and so nobody's there to stop her. But, you know, she can take Dragonstone, but then she still has to move to King's Landing. And, you know, at some point, 
Cersei's going to need some allies because, like you said, she has a- enemies all over the place. Yeah, and, and if uh, if Theon and Yara have signed have uh, signed on with, <laughs> make them sound like they're athletes, uh, have have you know teamed up with Daenerys, um, then. She, Cersei's probably going to need some boats to to defend because they've got a a pretty sizable fleet, uh, and Euron seems to be the only person out there. And it will be interesting to see if we ever get a scene between Euron and Danny, or if he goes right to Cersei. Because if you remember last season, his plan was to go to Danny, and that's mm. why Theon and 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 Yara yeah. showed up in, in Marine. And so if, if if maybe if word gets to him that they've teamed up then he's kind of kind of realized yeah okay things aren't going to work out with the dragon queen let's try the lion queen <laughs> and uh mm. and see what see how things play out i'm interested to see w- what he's actually going to do and, and what effect it's going to have because i'm pretty sure i saw i can't remember what the source was for this but there was a quote from the actor who plays your on Greyjoy and said that his character in this season is gonna make Ramsey look like a puppy dog or something. I don't know. It was sort of the effect <laughs> of that uh, he is gonna be the real badass. Yeah. Of uh, this season, it's difficult to. Well, I mean, you look at Cersei and think, can you really beat her? But <laughs> I don't know. Having said that, Euron and Cersei together—that's quite a horrible matchup, mm-hmm. really, isn't it? It's that, yeah. that, that that would strike fear, I think, in a lot of people. Those two, mm-hmm. well, because uh, none I of think... them are going to take anything. You know, he, what was it he said about that line with Danny as well? I'm going to take the Dragon Queen and whatever with her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Cersei would be of. Uh, would be interested the, in that either. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. But I'd be interested to see those two characters interact. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I think it's good that he's there though because. You need that dynamic. You need the stakes to be raised and, and that possibility of failure yeah, he on needs, Danny's part. Um, I think you hit the, hit the nose on the head there. I think he needs to be her first test because really at this point we've been through enough um, psycho- psychotic kings and mad kings and, and crazy villains and and it, it, it almost like from a certain point of view it feels like going ha- having having you on this season is unnecessary that it, it would make more sense for for danny just to get to get to westeros and, and start just an all-out assault on cersei and and just have you know generic lannister armies fighting her but i think what Euron can be is be is be the first real test of her resolve and so i think there's going to be a cost to what happens here somebody mm. close to danny's gonna go and i don't know if that will be i don't it, uh, um gray worm seems unlikely um but maybe missandai maybe missandai would go mm. maybe yara could fall it seems like theon will make it out of it because he's theon <laughs> he seems yeah. to just survive all the way through although i do think eventually theon will die but there's there's got to be some kind of emotional cost to this fight and you know to question danny's resolve and ultimately strengthen her resolve but i i do think that we're going to have a situation where she'll have have some big grand battle with euron and 
then maybe maybe that's when John and Davos can show up and sort of go, um, actually, we need you guys up here in the north. And, and again, question why, make Danny question why she is fighting. Is she fighting purely for power or is she fighting for the good of the people? Because that was her mm. that was her emotional conflict in Marine is what is what is her ultimate goal? What is does she just want to be in charge or does she want to be a fair and just and respected ruler? And I, I you know, as much as I don't think we should spend any more time in Marine, but the show kind of bungled that. And I don't know how George R. R. Martin is going to handle it in the books or anything, but I, I it, she just kind of left it, <laughs> you know, like it, it she kind of came in there, killed all the bad guys. And, uh, you know, she, she freed the slaves and then had, there were two seasons of, you know, political unrest and strife. And then she just kind of showed up, killed the bad guys again, and then left. And it doesn't really seem like it's all that stable over there. And so I, I kind of, it kind of maybe suggests that Danny is more interested in power than um, actually helping the mm. people. And, you know, that, that just makes it, I guess, all the more challenging for John and Davos and, and whoever else may go to her um, to say, yeah, we need your help. <laughs> we need your help bad. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think. Is going to be. She needs that test, and she's. I think you're right. She's finally going to get it, and the, the forces need to be spread. I think as well because altogether, yeah. When you when you think about it, at the end of season six, it it looks pretty ominous for anybody who's on King's Landing to stop mm-hmm. her. Yeah, but there are individuals within her group, or you know, sorry, it's it's like a sect of different groups who have their own personal agendas, their own personal interests. So there is reason to believe that it won't all work out and that there may come a time when actually it will be Danny and John that have to join together because they've got, you know, who knows what happens with the likes of Elena Tyrell, with the Sand Snakes, who are not the Greyjoys, you know. They're all, they're all there for one purpose, mm-hmm. which is to destroy Cersei. Once that happens, all bets are off in my book. That's what that would tell me. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the big question. That's that. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, the and straight away with the great with Euron Greyjoy, what that does is immediately split the group because then you've got Greyjoys against Greyjoys because you know Yara and Theon aren't just going to be like, oh well, we'll, we'll deal with Euron later. They're going to be like, <laughs> oh, we want to deal with him now and while I, we've got the upper hand. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to be saying because they've got an army now. It's on their side. Yeah, and I think Euron probably wants to deal with them right away too. Like there's, yeah, there's exactly. no, uh, there's no waiting around on this anymore. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing some, some ship battles that could be pretty cool. That's something that the show mm-hmm. hasn't really done. You know, we've had a lot of people, different versions of people on land fighting each other. <laughs> we've never, we've seen people on ships, but we've never done any sort of naval battles. And that could be, that could be pretty cool. And it looks uh, to be, um, looks to be pretty explosive too. Like we were talking about. But yeah, so what what are you expecting from the Walkers this season? You know, we we see them a little bit in in this trailer. Uh, we do get uh, a shot. It looks like there's one of them, that one that keeps popping up. That's not the Night King. He seems to be fighting someone. It looks like they are going to see some action. We you know we saw them 
uh, in action a bit. Or well, no, we saw them in action um, in season five with the hard home episode, and then we didn't. I mean, we saw the Night King in season six, but we mostly just saw whites in action. Um, you know, we didn't really see any in the the. John never went up against the Night King. We never really saw any sort of warriors actually going up against the Night King. We had we had Leaf and and Bran and and the Direwolf, but they, they you know they they were pretty much overwhelmed by the Whites. Uh, we do actually see them the White Walkers in action. So what are you expecting from them? Um, I'm expecting to see them pass the wall at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I, I Part of me is thinking they're not going to have a massive role, but on the other hand, you can't ignore them either. You know, it's it's going to be a bit strange if we've had these massive fights within Westeros between different houses, and then right at the end, we just see the White Walkers finally. Mm-hmm. Because the trailer here suggests, based on what John says, that though the real war is is up there, you know, it's it's imminent. That's what that tells me. Um, I don't know about you, though. What's what's your feeling on the White Walkers and your take on what their role was going to be during the season? Yeah, I think there's more to the White Walkers than we know. I think that which, you know, is really not mm. saying much because we don't know much about them. But I do think there's more to them than we realize. And, and I hope that we can find something out about them this season, whether that's through Bran and his, you know, his his powers or um sam Sam. yeah sam and gilly at the at the citadel or you know we had that great stare down between Jon snow and the night king after the after the battle of hard home or the massacre at hard home i guess we should we should say um i'd like to see some kind of something between john and the night king i'd like the night king to open his mouth and say a few words i'd I'd like to see something like that i i would like Mm. to maybe a situation where you know, after we we see John riding away at some point, and he seems to be going pretty fast. Him, him, and him and Jamie—they're going pretty fast, and and uh, only he's beyond the wall. And some people have speculated maybe you know all of those other guys that go with him die, which I don't know. I, I kind of think that would be a bit of a waste of their characters, but you know maybe that's just to show how powerful the the Whites and the Walkers are. But we see him riding away, and maybe he gets captured. Maybe maybe the Night King takes him hostage. I think that would be interesting. It'd be interesting to to sort of just to see how that would go, and it would add a mm. that would add a new layer to them, so that they aren't just mindless zombies. You know, maybe they actually maybe they want something. You know, we thought the wildlings were just savages when we first heard about them, but then we spent some time with them and. Some of them turned out to be pretty okay. I mean, Egret was was cool, and Mance Raider was cool, and Tormund's still cool. Uh, you know, there's maybe there's a, maybe that was a lesson. Maybe there's something there. There's something more there to the the White Walkers than just a generic army of the dead ice zombie threat. Hmm. No, but that's a fair point. It's what we learned about last season. Was the bit about their backstory yep. with Bran? Yep. So exactly. we know that they were human once. Yeah. So maybe they can. Maybe the Night King can have a conversation. I think that's that, that's the the opportunities there to do it. Yep. Be exciting though. 
There's a lot to look forward to next season, that is for sure. That there is. So that will do it for this episode of The Watchers of Westeros. Uh, Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back the week before the show comes back. So sometime in that week uh, leading up to July 16th. Uh, we'll be back then. We'll have a big uh, big preview episode looking over what we expect to happen in detail. Uh, so do look forward to that. And then we'll have weekly episodes after the, uh, after the show airs, um, breaking it down, talking about it for only seven weeks this year. Only seven weeks. That's, and it's, it means the episodes are going to be good. That's, there's, no, there's no time for filler episodes. But it still sucks i want 10 episodes (laughs) i'm gonna be an entitled fan here and just say i want i want 10 episodes no i want i want 365 i want game of thrones every day um seven episodes for season seven yeah they're that more not less next season yeah there there are there are less yeah it's it's seven (laughs) episodes for season seven there should be eight for season eight not six for season eight but that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Well, Karen, thank you uh, as always uh, for for hosting with me. Anything you want to promote at the end of the show here? Um, no. I mean, I can just promote my Twitter account. If people want to follow me on Twitter, they can do. But you you usually do that for me, Dominic. So I yeah, wouldn't want to spoil it. Don't want to spoil it. You know. Um, although there is a, a possibility, I've sort of been informally discussing with Dominic that I may be doing a, a new podcast on the SWU feed but we'll, we'll hold back that's about as much as I'm going to give away because you know I don't want to be committed to that if it all goes wrong but P <laughs> um, if something does happen then it'd be nice to have a surprise there you go there you go uh, yeah, so How cryptic is be that? on the be on the lookout for whatever that is. Um, and if you want to hear more, <laughs> if you want to hear more of me, if you're not sick of me, you can hear me uh, each and every week on the Star Wars Underworld podcast. New episodes are recorded live Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on channel 1138.com and then released pretty much immediately thereafter on iTunes and Google Play and StarWarsUnderworld.com. And if you like Star Wars news, you, bef- you definitely want to be checking out StarWarsUnderworld.com. And I may have another podcast project in the works. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, so, uh, so uh, yes, stay tuned for all of that after all that cryptic teasing. Uh, you can follow us on social media, like the show on Facebook. Uh, just search for Watchers of Westeros. Uh, you can follow the show at Watcher Westeros on Twitter. You can follow me personally at DominicJ25 and Kieran is at cduggan6 uh what else what else that's pretty much it that's pretty much it subscribe and review on itunes if you like the show we greatly appreciate those so uh itunes is the best way to get podcasts so uh yeah go over there and even if you don't listen on itunes maybe you listen somewhere else um review us over there too we would uh greatly appreciate that so that's it that's it for the watchers of westeros uh like i said we'll be back the week before the show comes back and then weekly episodes from there on out thank you all so for listening so long for now